On his Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, rolling along on a Thursday, and uh, it's been one of the biggest stories, the biggest story in the NFL. And when we have a huge story, I'd like to go to uh, Kevin Seifert, my longtime colleague, uh, ESPN.com. The man knows the Packers. And, uh, Kevin, I, you have to be almost getting some flashbacks to – uh, it feel like, feels like it was like 15, 16 years ago when uh, when Favre, there was so much huge stuff going on with Favre. It feels like with Rodgers, Favre, one of these big, huge stories comes along about every 15 years. <laughs> There's been a lot of smaller stories in between, too. One of the uh, one of the other sides of having of covering a franchise that has had uh, two consecutive Hall of Fame quarterbacks over 30 years is that there will be a lot of attention paid to them. And uh, every every move that the Packers make uh, is a national story, and this is one of the biggest ones. All right. I, I, I like this part of your ESPN.com story. You had several subheads. My favorite one, and I, I'm sure you never thought you would have this, the, the celebrated career of Kevin Seifert. Didn't Rodgers... <laughs> Uh, attend a Halloween party dressed as John Wick. <laughs> I gotta, well, in the... <laughs> did, did he not? Did he not? That's just, it, it, he, he, in fact, did. And, uh, and the question now is whether that's a violation of the NFL, NFLPA, COVID-19 protocol, something I definitely couldn't have thought I would ever write uh, even two years ago. So that is uh, one of the many things the NFL, I think, and the Packers will be looking into as – to whether the Aaron Rodgers uh, violated NFL rules by attending the team Halloween party. Yeah, how do you feel like Packers fans are digesting this? The, you, you know the national thought is, well, this guy played fast and loose with the truth, and maybe he changed the wording a little bit, and I, I guess you could jump through some hoops and say he didn't lie. He may have not been very upfront. Do Do you yeah. think Packers fans are – frustrated do they do they think he kind of looks like a worm here or are they kind of we love we love Aaron no matter what I think a long time ago they sort of accepted who he is and and who he isn't you know I I went down over there uh uh this summer during the last few days before he decided to report to try to get an idea the training camp to try to get an idea of whether they've had enough of him whether they were ready to move on and there were definitely a lot of Packers fans who were frustrated with him in the in the off season when he wasn't clear whether he was going to be coming back, and he was there was a lot of uh, uh, reports coming out that he wanted to move on or be traded, and uh, that certainly didn't sit well with Packers fans. And then he started posting on social media these sort of cryptic last dance uh, photos uh, that were sort of open to interpretation, but suggested maybe that's the way he was going to tell people he was coming back after all. And uh, I think by the end of the summer, they had basically thought, you know, if he goes, he goes, don't let the door hit you on the way out. If he stays, we'll be more than happy to have a reigning MVP leading our favorite team. But whenever it happens that Aaron Rodgers plays his last game for the Packers, whether it's this year, next year, whenever, I don't think there's going to be the mourning period that there was uh, when Favre left, for example, or, you know, when Bart Starr retired or any of the other sort of famous um, Packers players. Uh, there's, I, I think there's been a lot of whiplash and a lot of these fans have been through the ringer with him, have gotten good results, but I don't think we'll 
will mourn uh, the loss of him uh, on a personal level. Kevin Seifert, ESPN.com, joining us, uh, was part of the armada of uh, divisional bloggers that we used to have. Then it was like every team, and then Kevin Kevin ends up being a columnist uh, and, uh, and, boy, shares a lot. Uh, now, Kevin, does that even – do you occasionally take a peek at my old Dominion, the NFC East, and check on those Dallas Cowboys who you may not have realized are, have, are basically uh, the Super Bowl – like the base at the midway point, I think they base they may be declared Super Bowl champions. I mean this this yeah, team is the first rolling. Team not ha- it could be the first team that doesn't have to actually play in the Super Bowl to win the Super Bowl, based <laughs> on how uh, well they've been doing. Now I, I'm still based in Minnesota, and the people here are still stunned that the oh. Cowboys came into town and beat them without Dak even uh, being in uniform. And so to lose to the Cowboys backup quarterback, I think has really uh, you know, put a cast of pall over the entire city here, and there, uh, there's some begrudging, uh, there's some begrudging acceptance that the Cowboys might actually be a good team. But I think it was, uh, at least here in Minnesota, people are are stunned that that the Vikings have fallen to that level. I, you know, I I covered McCarthy up here when he was with, near, with the Packers for a long time. Um, yeah. I, he he wins a lot of games, and everybody is very eager to give credit elsewhere. And Green Bay was always, well, you have Aaron Rodgers, and this season mm-hmm. nationally it seems well. Kellen Moore is doing great. You know, they Dan Quinn's a great new defensive coordinator, and oh yeah, McCarthy's the head coach. And so <laughs> I, you know, I'm not stunned to see that they're doing well. Uh, you know, whether it's you know you look at their roster or their coaching staff, I think it's a pretty good operation that they have going. And I don't know if I consider them in a among the top five most likely teams to win the Super Bowl, but they certainly have a very good team put together. What is, I'm glad you brought it up, McCarthy. In all your years of being around him, uh, what is his best trait? I mean, he sort of hadn't had enough time here to, and and he's had too many game management kind of, you know, bumble. He just kind of has some weird blunders that happen. Now, Andy Reid used to have that, and and obviously he kind of flipped the script, and nobody brings that up anymore. Um, what what was it about McCarthy that when it was humming, that that you felt like it was the best trait that he brought to the table? Yeah, the year the years that they won the Super Bowl, the year they won the Super Bowl down, uh, you know, down in Jerry World, and and um, where the following year they were fifteen and one. He was definitely ahead of the curve of where the West Coast offense should go schematically. I mean, he had he was. He was doing stuff that not a lot of other teams were doing at the time. And if there was a criticism in Green Bay, it's that he didn't evolve enough from what he was doing, you know, 10 years prior and that and that, that had got, kind of gotten stale. But when he was at his best, he was, uh, from an on-field standpoint, he was, um, he was really ahead of the curve offensively and really giving Aaron Rodgers and the other players they had a lot to work with. Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing is for me, from my perspective is that, you know, he's, he's very much, if you haven't, if you build like a picture or cliche in your mind of what somebody from Pittsburgh is like, he really is that way. And to me, he's, he's, it makes him, his personality and his life experience makes it very easy for him to identify with players. I think, you know, I know there was some people watching hard knocks and would might question that, uh, that statement, um, but I, I really think he, he does a good job managing personalities. 
Uh, as we're finding out, Aaron Rodgers is not an easy personality to, to manage, and he did that for at a high level for a very long time, and that in itself, I think, is a feather in his cap. But So those are the two things. You know, When he was at his best, uh, ahead of the curve offensively in, in terms mm-hmm. of scheme and, and just has a personality that really allows him to talk straight with players uh, in a non-confrontational way, and, and I think um, you know, he's, that shows in the way his teams have played over the years. And, and interestingly, Dak is very different. I'm sure you've already gathered that than Aaron Rodgers. Most people are. Aaron just has that. Speaking of West Coast, there's just something about him, and and I don't know if it's arrogance, confidence, whatever it is. You know, he's just got that attitude. Whereas Dak is more of the blue collar, workmanlike, and in fact, that that might have made it easier for McCarthy and and Dak to uh, to kind of hit it off. And I, I think McCarthy realized quickly, especially after he lost Dak, how important this guy yeah. was going to be to his future. Yeah, and not only as a leader, I mean, you know, uh, or a personality, I mean, he's just really good, you know, and that yeah. and that sounds, you know, very simple, but, like, you know, you, you just – I mean, I go back to the very first time that I saw, you know, Dak in the preseason. Like, you could just tell that, that there was something about the way he played that he – he was going to succeed and he's gotten better every season. And he's now at the point where, you know, I don't know if the Cowboys are a top five Super Bowl uh, contender, but you know, the quarterback might be a top five quarterback in the league um, right now. And that's, and that's pretty incredible given that, you know, we really saw him for the first time only because of Tony Romo's injury. And so I, you know, I think McCarthy um, has been smart. You know, he, he sat out a year, you know, he had a hall of fame quarterback. He sat out a year and he managed to get a job with a team that, that has Dak Prescott, a quarterback and, and set up. And really the only question was, would they get him signed in a way that would allow him to, to be there for a long time? And now they have. So, uh, you know, McCarthy really, we haven't really seen a, a, a Mike McCarthy coach a team without a, a true franchise quarterback, and 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 that's to, to his good fortune, and maybe his credit as well. Did you ever get a peek into Mike's barn where he was doing all that analytical training? He he holed up, and he had quite an operation there. Um, yeah. Did did you ever? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, th- I feel like somebody might have infiltrated yeah, that thing like, and Rob, written a Rob, story yeah, on it. Rob, yeah, Rob Demotsky, I believe, uh, from our our Packers writer for ESPN did yeah. a story. I know Tom Palacero did a story. So I did not I did not get uh, the invite to go there. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it would would have been great. You know, he it, 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 there was definitely a little bit of reputation rehab going on. I don't know if he needed it. You know, from a from a a big picture standpoint. I mean, he had been a very successful Super Bowl winning coach for a long time, and you know, it was seemed like he was definitely going to get another another um opportunity but i think there was definitely some uh you know reputation rehab and and rebuilding and uh expansion going on in that off year and 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 that's fine and that got him a great job with a with a franchise quarterback so uh i guess it all worked out yeah it seems to be working out pretty well the last thing i had for you the um uh jordan love now gets uh gets his big opportunity this is uh this is going to be fascinating to see what happens do you have any feel for um for for kind of where he is and in and, and how much uh confidence the coaching staff and do you think it'll be like a 
a full, like for Cooper Rush the other night, they, they kept saying, hey, it's going to yeah. be a full playbook. Uh, Jerry was saying, full playbook for him. What about Love? Because uh, obviously he's uh, he's probably uh, a little bit uh, different in, in his approach than Aaron. Yeah, he, but, he, you know, he's been there since uh, the start of the Matt LaFleur era. You know, they got their, um, you know, he, oh, he's been there for, you know, a year and a half already. So he should know the. He should know the scheme regardless. He was drafted one year after LaFleur was hired. But I mean, he knows the scheme well. Like I don't think that's the issue or that he's not physically capable of, of executing any part of the playbook. Like There's just never been a time from what you, when you talk to people who've been at every practice and, and then you watch preseason games this, this summer, there's never been a time where he really takes your breath away and tells you, you know, this guy's going to be the next great quarterback in the NFL. There wasn't a time in college when he was that way, and there hasn't been a time in practice or preseason games either. And that's not to, like, write him off and say he's not going to be any good. But um, if if you like to draw your conclusions based on, you know, observations in front of your eyes, then the conclusions to be drawn about him is that he's been – he hasn't he – hasn't, he, he suggested that he's going to be, a, you know, an average to above average quarterback and – um, you know, maybe he'll surprise us. Uh, I don't expect to see otherworldly play from him this weekend. You know, I don't even know if I expect him to win uh, against the Chiefs, and and I think he has a very unenviable position to be following uh, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, and and it, and history tells us he won't come close to that. Uh, and maybe we'll be proven wrong, but that's been my impression so far. Yeah, you've seen some backups there that have struggled. You know, Matt Flynn, uh, I don't remember him having a tremendous record there. And, and uh, so it's been an interesting run. But, uh, Kevin, great to uh, catch up with you. The last man yeah. standing from all those great bloggers, one of the great blogging teams in the history of, uh, of sports writing was put together. It really and was. There's only there's only one of us left, and it is Kevin <laughs> Seifert. <laughs> I'm, ho- I'm holding up the mantle as best I can. <laughs> That's right. We're proud of you. We really are. We still all get together. That. We have our own summit. You are not allowed to attend because you are still at the Evil Empire. But uh, great, to, <laughs> great to have you on. <laughs> all right. Thank you, man. You bet. Kevin Seifert, there he goes.